Hello, universe! How you been? Man, it's been a while, huh? Yeah. Oh, fuck, yeah. Hang on, I forgot. Let me turn it off. That couldn't have been good for the recording. And, ooh, the cookies just finished. Well, um, yeah, it's gotten, Phoebe's, Phoebe's down to her last bit. And uh, it's hot enough, and the air conditioner provides enough relief, even though it is <laughs> clearly noise pollution at the highest level. Um, I thought this might be the summer I could go without turning on the air conditioner, but no, no, I cannot deny a dog in her final days. Whatever relief and comfort is available, regardless of how much that may annoy my next-door neighbors, well, I will be semi-judicious with the applications, especially at night, but here in the 308, what is it, 3.01? Oh, it's 3 o'clock, exactly. Nope, 2, up. Oh, man, it turned to 3 o'clock right when I looked at my phone. It is no longer 2.59, it's 3 o'clock here on, isn't it the 14th of July? Bastille Day? Oh my God, 15 hours of the Bastille Day and I've done nothing French? Oh, well, hmm. Vive la France. Pause. Um, pause? Yeah. Okay, I have to say, somewhere in my past lives, I do believe I have been French. Uh, several times, if I had to guess. I just, there's something about the French that just feels right. Uh, they're just not here to fuck around with other people. They're just here to enjoy life. And quarrel a bit amongst themselves. In a the day was more interesting than it could have been without that conversational bombardment way. And I, of course, know none of this to be accurate. I'm simply speaking of my experience in my past lives where I think I was French. Which means I'm out on a limb so far talking about a country I know very little about, though I have visited once. That I'm going to change directions while I still <clears throat> and I know last time I spoke, I was alluding to the challenge of unknotting the <clears throat> collective calamity that is the 21st century American male, and particularly the one that was born from about 1990 forward. Um... And, and I, I have so much in my head on this that I know I'm not going to be able to speak clearly or directly into a logical funnel of, um, hmm, of what, to me, has become self-evident, and that is that we are losing the male's uh, enthusiasm uh, for improving the world. And <clears throat> there are a lot of reasons this is happening. But one of them is that men are fundamentally different who are younger than me, especially a generation younger than me. The 30-somethings, the 20-somethings, well, the late 30-somethings, I wouldn't throw into this group. The early 30-somethings, if you're 32 or you're 22, or you're 12, and you're male, I'm not so sure that you haven't been um, uh, uh, the a subject of a grand experiment. Um, and at what level, I'm not even necessarily certain. Could it be a genetic? Sure, but I think it has more to do with... Uh, what's going on in our medical and uh, in our food industries. All of this is not important. 
other than to indicate that I do think there's a cause and effect here. What it is, I haven't figured out, nor do I even pretend to uh, think I have grounding here on which to investigate. But once we understand how we are being manipulated, I promise you, there will be some group influence on young men that is uniquely affecting them and my generation was lucky enough to skip. And I don't know if it's not just the emergence of technology simultaneously to create an entire maelstorm of possibility here to weaken the male gender in the 21st century. It could all just be coincidence of timing and effect in too many vectors pointing the wrong direction simultaneously that once oriented in composite form, well, it's turning men into pussies. And, and, and it's doing a lot of other things too. The whole emergence of trans uh, gender reassignment uh, desire. <laughs> I mean, and I love how somehow we want to blow this off as a level of cultural uh, uh, migration that as, as the expression of freedom of sexuality and fluidity therein has become now mainstream accepted. We are opening doors to the truest of the dark closet uh, sexual proclivities, not believing you were born in the right body, that you are in fact female, but were given a male body and vice versa. Um, hmm. While I speak as someone who has never questioned their sexuality, well, no, who has never uh, done anything but deluded themselves that they weren't heterosexual. And I don't speak as someone who's been homosexual. I'm just saying I tried to force homosexuality into my life and failed miserably at it. So I'm pretty sure I'm heterosexual. Having gone so far as to embrace the possibility that I was lying to myself to find out I wasn't. So I have walked that plank without jumping. But those who don't walk the plank, the plank was never there to begin with. They are who they are, and they're gay. I imagine might have even had some of the awkward same experiences forcing heterosexuality into their life before they could truly admit to themselves, no, I'm actually gay. So <laughs> I'm not trying to say that my experience is even unusual, but I certainly am not going to speak to my experiences having anything relevant regarding the emergence of one's own homosexual or different sexual than heterosexual identity. Mine was the mainstream norm. I fit in, tried to fit out, couldn't, so fit myself back in. Now, in that reality, um, I feel confident that I can speak with clarity that I'm heterosexual. I've never been anything else. I assume for a lot of homosexual people, they feel the same exact way. The different feeling here are the transgender senses. The idea that you want to completely redefine your body as the other gender, knowing going into it that you're really not going to succeed here. You're just going to mock up a better appearance than the cross-dressers. And I'm just being honest. There's no way to become a woman as a man. I can't. If, if you could become a woman and have a baby, I would be doing it. But you can't. So, and hey, I don't mean to dismiss motherhood in some flippant white dude in his 54th year deciding he's going to get pregnant kind of way. No. I think motherhood and the actual caring of child to term is the single greatest mechanism the human experience provides. The idea of developing and from within cultivating and nurturing another life to existence is phenomenal. And I promise you, was enough to have driven me to become a woman in my 20s. Had that been available, I would have chosen female. But it's not. And I don't care who you are, you understand that from early on. But because 
<clears throat> because these signals now exist in society, that we are seeing an unprecedented, a 5,000% increase in interest in transgender reassignment. So if there were one in 100,000 previously, there are now 5,000 in 100,000 who are going into these clinics looking for body disfigurement from where I sit. That is one in 20. And one in 25% of young males and females think they were born in the wrong body. Okay, okay. Let's just take that at face value and say it's accurate. <clears throat> From where do these trapped in the wrong physical form feelings emanate? Do they, do they start at, at the age of three? Don't call me a boy, I'm a girl. Don't call me a boy, I'm a girl. Has that been the, the mantra since they knew what boys and girls were? I might believe you. I might believe that somebody had been sent onto this planet to help and got the wrong body. I might even believe that 5% of the ones being born right now are feeling that. Okay, maybe. But they're opening their mouth from the get-go saying, I'm in the wrong body. Because what doesn't seem right is the 12 to 14-year-old who decides, I don't know if I'm a boy. I feel more like a girl. There is so much muddled insanity when your hormones start to kick in that the body goes through, that there is no day-to-day -day consistency in anything. And yet, children this age can walk into clinics, of which there used to be zero in America, and now there are hundreds for gender reassignment consultations that then begin them on programs where they're medicated for life. And... What, what I'm curious about is, as a pussy in life, as a male with a feminine inner dialogue, I am Ferdinand the Bull sitting on top of the hill, wondering why all the boys have to be so mean to the girls. I just never had a sense that aggression was in me. And even when driven to react, it takes a lot. And unfortunately, even then, I shouldn't be reacting. But I, I am only so capable. However, what I'm bringing any of this up for is I never questioned that as a softer guy... I still had my, I didn't have a place in society. There was never a thought that I didn't fit in, I don't belong, I need something drastically different to be a part of this world as I truly am. I just needed society to catch up to how advanced of an entity in this universal being of light that I had become compared to all the gladiators and barbarians at my feet. I say tongue-in-cheek for the most part. But you don't have to convince me that there are better ways than war, that there are better ways than picking up the sword. I've always 100% believed that is, that is only in a self-defense situation. If my life's on the line, will I protect it through the engagement of potential life-taking weapons of another entity? I don't even know if I would then. That's how much I believe there's always a way out that's not violent. But, so, so, so you have, you have these, these moments where you look around and you think it's, it's, it's impossible to, to relate to the barbarians. But 
what what I didn't understand is that the barbarians are reacting to something other than the universe that you share with them. They're not there in your space reacting in a way that they are taking aggression or whatever other form of outward display manifests. That is triggered or produced as a reaction to something completely different. You just happen to be in the arena in which that sequence is playing out. So whatever disruptive forces at home, whatever nutritional issues in the body, whatever genetic code was sent through that is just a little maladjusted, whatever it may be that's causing aggression, friction, and disharmony with that particular XY chromosome person, well, that it is. And so... Today, the idea that you could go from passive defeatist to I'm going to do something about this, I'm going to become a woman, I mean, something's happening. There is malfeasance about. And I believe, symptomatically, the pussification of men in the emergence of a phenomenon of transgender. And by the way, 85% of the people walking into those clinics are men. What the fuck's going on? I don't blame the men of this generation for essentially having nothing on which to hitch their wagon. They are clearly the branded entrepreneurs of the 21st century that have been abandoned in every possible way. What does a man today do to gain an identity of communal strength? How does that emerge? It's a question that I never even asked myself in my youth. I was going to trip into that no matter what I did. It was so un- uh, avoidable that it was just a question of how much of it did I want to bite into and in fact most of my life I felt guilty about how much I knew I had advantaged over many of my peers by just being born white and male so uh, it never was the kind of thing that I thought, well, I have these advantages, what should I do with them? It was more like, well, I have these advantages, so I guess I can fluff off a little bit and um, still stay relatively same as the pack. And <clears throat> so to me, it felt like a future that exists now with clarity, that is one that offers almost no vertical in which to ascend to feel the connection between yourself and improving the community you're part of. Because, sure, go for it. Do whatever you want. But you're going to be doing that on your own dime in a world where six corporations own the entire distribution of knowledge and the educational system's collapsing and there is no hope because industry is receding quicker than people even realize to the point that we're in the process of an enormous revolution of how things are going to get done. And what's being left behind is the traditional human connection that is man, woman, family, man-man family, woman-woman family, I don't even care how you want to define it, but nuclear family is being destroyed. And I thought, well, that's dumb. I mean, nuclear family is the kind of thing that's fucked a bunch of people up over time, you know? Not a lot of people need their uncle diddling them when they're eight to feel good about life in the future. So maybe breaking all that shit up is okay so that we're not protecting secrets from within that are too terrifying to admit. 
So other people have to just silently go insane for the rest of their lives because, oh yeah, we don't talk about that. Okay, so I've never experienced any of that shit, so it's not like I know what I'm talking about. But the the truth is, even in a family that was 99%, well, let's call it 90, what do I want to put a number on this? 93.3? K-Rock? Okay. A family that's 93.3% exactly how you would want it to be still leaves 6.7%. Of volatility and when that little percentage starts to become a contaminant inside of your 93% otherwise traditionally beautiful lifestyle well everything can go haywire in there and so it, it it matters not from what type of background you emerge if you're a man in America and you're under 30 you are fucked up you have been either chemically imbalanced or societally influenced to the point that you have no um, you have no grounding. You have no internal fortitude that is dependable enough to say, this is fucking bullshit, it's got to change. And we're going to change it now. So, I thought I was the one who was here to just provide the commentary or possibly even the forecasting though let's face it i'm not very good at that so it's more that i would have been bringing up the rear describing the action as it occurs but i was never going to be part of the action because i knew who the action takers were and now they've been neutered and it has to be by design why did the whole military have to take the jab. Well, let's do what we can to strike the warriors first. So, even though the military has had to reduce its entrance criteria to the point three out of my past six dogs could make it into the Navy, I just... I just don't want to see the idea that your generation is softer, dumber, less equipped, and frankly, underachieving infect you. It's not your fault. And frankly, all of that stuff, though somewhat true, is also not true specifically individually. Collectively, it's true because the entire generation has been suppressed by forces way beyond your control. Individually, though, if you start listening to that shit, you'll believe it. You're not soft. You're human. You're here for purpose. It's elusive when you're 20. Everything feels like a possibility and an impossibility simultaneously. You think... I might want to be a senator. And then you think, I wonder if I can get a job this week to pay the rent that just got doubled. I mean, you're under so many messages that are drilling your head filled with this soup of destroying your inner voice that if you start listening, it will destroy your inner voice. So, as much as anything this week, I have looked to find who's at fault here. I want to find them, believe me, more than anything. And you know what? As a matter of fact, thinking about them, that's too much. I got, I have not smoked weed today. And I think all of us agree that needs to change. So pause. Unpause. So, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This helps me think about things other than the fact that um, pretty much out of money, like the rest of America, but I mean, seriously, I got like four bucks. Hang on, pause. And I don't mean four dollars like one, two, three, four, because that all has to go to the heating company. I mean, the energy company, because obviously I don't have the heat on. But that air conditioner is not free, because if it was, I'd use it right now. No, I'm recording. I wouldn't use it right now. 
I mean, I did earlier, but just to make a point that life's gotten expensive. What was my point? That I can be annoying? That you shouldn't be listening? I think I made three points. Pause. Oh, just when the screen went dark. Pause. Pause. Oh, God, I'm terrible at hitting the pause button. <coughs> Oops. <coughs> pause. Okay. I don't think I'm going to talk about comedy today because I'm talking about dudes. But um, I have so much to say about comedy, too. Oh, man. I know I should be recording more. I know. But it's been a fucking hectic week, um, especially because I'm out of money. So I'm really having to scramble to figure shit out right now. And obviously going to get more work or even any work um, is a priority. So why I'm recording instead of going to Home Depot to tell them I want more hours? Eh, I'm probably... Not more hours, just any hours. If, if I don't start working in the next 10 to 12 days, 14 at the most, let's say, uh, yeah, I'm pretty much going to have to start, uh, what, robbing Peter to pay Paul? I mean, in other words, <clears throat> I've strung myself out as far as I can in the uh, world of stand-up comedy, no uh, other commitment, but that has to end because... Frankly, uh, I don't have any money. I've run out. So being in this position forces me to go back to Home Depot to get a couple of hours a week because that's all I can stand. Um, as I try to find a job selling weed. Now, I have not been able to secure a job selling weed. <clears throat> I have applied one place online that asked for a resume and then I filled out their online application instead because I don't have a resume for weed. Um, and I don't have a resume in general. How am I going to explain the last 10 years of my life? Um, not easily. So, uh, <clears throat> with that in mind, I was hoping that the quick online application, call my last employer, please, and ask them what kind of employee I am. If you want to hire me, they will, I'm sure, tell you what's worth your effort. That didn't work. I thought it might. I only tried one place. So I haven't really put my A-plus effort into finding a job selling weed, which is what I wanted to do because I've had all this fucking intellectual... <clears throat> I have been honestly stumped. So it's been a tough week. I haven't had time to think about anything else. I really am upset about some of the trends that are now being identified through simple aggregate information that compiles. And you can't tell me that things aren't different than they were even 10 years ago. They are. They're significantly different. People have less hope. <clears throat> People are more uh, uncertain of the future than ever. I, for the possibly first time in my life, I'm somewhat grateful I don't have kids in this world. Because while that generation was going to be okay, I think, it's the one after that that I'd be worried about. I don't want to have grandkids right now. At all. So, I might still regret 99.7% of my body not having kids, but 0.3% of me is thankful I don't have grandkids. That would be hard to envision the world we're setting up for them to have to manage. But outlook there looks good. And <clears throat> this isn't um, <laughs> this isn't representative of my own once again, nobody has it easier in this universe than me. Situation. It's funny because I owe AT&T $99 now. And <clears throat> I've owed it to them since the 6th of July. But they processed my old credit card because I forgot to switch into the new one, which I got because AT&T had so much trouble processing that first fucking credit card. Anyway, the point is, I got a new credit card. I processed it. Um, 
they processed it through the old credit card and fucked up. So knowing that they had done that, I took advantage of that and um, used that money for something else, thinking I would be able to sell something so easily between now and whenever they fucking caught up to it in their books, which turns out to be about four or five days. Point is, the $4 I have doesn't quite cover that. And since the Latino man who just took my drain snake away for $85 instead of the 100 I was asking for leaves me $10 short, well, the universe literally texted me as he was pulling up that another man is going to come pick up my floor stapler that I used for one hardwood project for 60 bucks, and that'll let me pay AT&T, and that'll give me an extra $40. And when you think that the world um, has <clears throat> somehow... Oh, and only 40 because I need cat litter. I was trying to do the math in my head, but... but yeah, 10 bucks of that's already spent. If I don't bring cat litter home next, I should just throw my favorite clothes together in a pile in the middle of the fucking kitchen and say, here, kitty, pee here. Um, it'd be faster. So, if I don't start making money soon enough, um, I'm going to run out of rice and beans, and there's only so many fasting episodes I can go through before I start thinking I might be fasting too much. I don't fast. I'm, I'm just kidding. But I do minimize my nutritional intake to just rice and beans, yogurt, and pasta right now, which, frankly, isn't all that bad. It keeps shit simple. Um, and I've always wished, as a kid, that I would live to the point that we would literally just swallow pills for nutrition. I don't... I mean, I'm totally fine with having a 100% gooey hot fudge sundae that makes my mouth go buzzing. But the idea of having maybe five of those in your life so that you remember them with the sort of clarity that they actually offer versus having one a week, say, I've really come to respect the, the activities and events of life that leave impression. And there are a couple of food experiences. Having grits down in Savannah, Georgia is a meal I can almost taste now. Having my first Chubby's smothered green chili french fries? Well, let's just say there are certain ways that I do believe taste leaves an imprint. But having nutrition boiled down to what I can afford is fine with me. Having gotten to this minimalist point of view with food, well, as a kid I was embracing it in pill form. Not really, but whatever. Um, as an adult, I'm actually... It, so much of being a single person is figuring out what to do with food. And, I mean, I get that that's what everyone else is going through, but you have someone else helping you. As a single person, man, you can fall into some terrible habits, number one. You can also fall into some terrible... Um, <clears throat> dilemmas because no one's helping throwing out food left and right because who who unless you isolate yourself to just stuff that can store as a single person there's no way to eat enough food the way we buy it so all that said I like living on the lowest possible edge of existence when it comes to money I do this because I believe we should live in a system that doesn't exist with money. But I do this, secondly, because it's amazing how much you don't need if you just don't care to have money that makes you think about things that you don't need. <laughs> like, I really don't need anything except food and energy to stay warm in the winter and water. And my dog. But, uh, I'm going to miss my dog. Um, there are certain things that 
I agree collectively, life's a lot harder if I'm walking through the woods trying to find Ted Kaczynski. It's easier to be in a situation that certain things are abundant and readily available than are uh, uniquely over there and have to be located nearby. If all we have is this aquifer for water, I guarantee you I don't want to live 16 miles away from it. I want to live 16 feet away from it. Whatever, right? Like, I don't have to worry about all that shit. We've gotten past that. So instead, what I have to worry about are all these neck pains from spending all my time looking down at my fucking phone. Totally different set of worries. And I'm not saying that that's not necessarily what's pussifying men. The men who are 30 and younger are the first generation to come up looking at their screens. And that could be it. And that is certainly in no way, shape, or form something that the men could have done anything about. But was the human animal built, and I'll use animal generically, but was the mammal we call Homo sapiens sapien built to have its neck craned downward at its crotch, sitting in a fucking TGIF, asking if there's more ketchup? Is that full realization of the fucking human condition? It doesn't seem like it. And the first thing that might do is soften your edges toward self-care. I admit readily that I'd rather have water coming out of my sink than going to the aquifer to get it. I'm a baby. I'm an American. For God's sake, I'm pampered like every other one of you listening. And hang on. I'm about to cough, so I better go drink something good. Be right back. And this is why you shouldn't be listening. Listen to me being prescriptive. I do not intend to ever tell someone how to live their fucking life. It's your life. You should be living it your way. I assume you have enough capacity to handle that uh, field trip. I hope. Um, Now, because I also have come to understand that as much as I don't want to tell you how to live, I don't want you to experience a deficient life of ill consequence through actions unavoidable by thyself. And Shakespeare cares too. That's why I worked in thyself. Do you think Shakespeare existed? I mean, really? Uh, Think of Stephen King at the highest possible literary level as well as on the side doing poetry to the scale of hmm, Paramount? Does that help? Anyway, um, so many lies. Uh, if, if I'm wrong and the pussification of men, the, especially American cultural men, I don't know what the fuck to say about what's happening in France. France, I assume, has got their shit together, like they always have. But America, we're coming apart at the seams. And I would think this would be the time when there would be demands of our leadership for accountability to the situation that we're in. And as the guy who thought I'd be walking behind all of that going, so then they said, what the fuck, man? And man said, okay, we fucked up. No, I'm, I'm, I'm witnessing the boot on the throat of America as if they're literally going to snuff out that which was the experience to be exceptional and forward-thinking as an entity in this universe. Now, that turns out to all have been delusion. I get it. But that doesn't deny what the human condition offers for potential at all. In fact, it, it catalyzed it for me until I came to understand I'd been duped. But I think that's kind of how everyone feels. So I'm not unique here. 
It's just, we don't get to sit here like deer in headlights looking at the fucking brightness going, I just don't understand. Uh, just don't understand. It doesn't matter why. I even said this to my sister today. I don't think we'll ever get to know why. I don't even know if we'll ever get to know exactly what what all the mechanisms in play are. But I do know something. We can figure out who. Because the truth is here. It exists. It is the story upon which all things then make sense. So when ever you're in a world full of discombobulation, it's because you're surrounded by lies. It's that simple. I'm a discombobulator from the past, here to tell you how it all works. You want to be a liar? The most important thing is that you be willing to do whatever it takes to protect that lie. <clears throat> like, for instance, silencing every critic who might have a point that could rupture the dam that you're barely holding together with all of the tapestry of lives you've woven through. I don't even know how long. Certainly my lifetime. And <clears throat> the biggest hope we have is that all truth will do is make sense of exactly where we are. That's really it. I don't even know what the story is. It could be phenomenal. It could be disastrous. It could be benign. But it isn't currently in our zeitgeist. It is in the protective cover of those who, in their own souls know, have transgressed against the greater good. The idea that we will find this out and burn them at the stake is scaring the hell out of them. Because that's what all aggressors do. The barbarians, though, are dying off. <clears throat> Those of you here that are being pussified, maybe it's to finally emerge as a complete subjective populace with no capacity for fighting back. As an extreme pacifist my entire life, it's only for the first time now that I think I would die for the cause to make sure the liberty that I thought was here actually exists for you. I don't have any thing here on this planet that makes me think I've got a better cause than you. And I know I'm here because I, in any other circumstance, wouldn't be able to say this. But if those coming up don't have better opportunities than me, then that's the fight worth dying for. And I never ever even had anything worth going to apply for a job for, which I still don't. So you want to talk about somebody with zero motivation, direction, or purpose? <laughs> I mean, I actually used to wonder if I had forgotten to assign anything in those categories because I was so under-motivated to do anything other than just enjoy the moment. But no, it turns out that I had, I had a gap of life that had to exist so that I could arrive here ready to say, it doesn't matter to me. I have nothing to lose. I have put myself in a position in which they can't threaten anything. And I know this. I dream these things. The Camelionesses have always told me that whatever you start to understand from behind is what motivates you to go forward. And it's like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> but in your dreams, it always makes so much sense. Because for whatever reason, you know what the path forward is. 
Okay, then you zap here and you don't have any fucking idea, right? And none of it makes sense and you're talking to fucking Joe Camel in your dreams. Oh, and you got to go to Home Depot for your shift and you're fucking late. So what time is there for the mystical idea that your life isn't just purposeful, but is truly divine? That you're not just here as a participant. You're here in a role that is established. It's yours to fulfill. That, that part of life, I never was missing. I always knew I was here to do something. To witness something, more like. To be here through an event. To be here for something momentous. And frankly, to survive it. And I'm not certain that there isn't an entire group of people who know the same thing in their own heads. Whatever it is that's this driving force for me has never, ever wavered. I've always known this. Maybe for all time. But for certainly my lifetime. So now, having become something that I always knew I should be, and embracing this moment in which to emerge as this entity necessary for these conditions, I'm not certain that everybody listening is in exactly the same position. But the whole movement against whatever it is that the greatness of humanity is about to expose is powerful. And its greatest weapon is self-loathing. And I know this doesn't sound like I know what the fuck I'm talking about. But if you have feelings in your heart that you've compromised yourself, you're doing something against what your soul tells you you are here to do, now's the time to investigate how you can get rid of that. You can't be tied to anything that the system is contaminating you with to distract you from becoming whatever it is that you're here to do. And that's the message I think young men are missing. And we've lost the family structure. We've lost the role of women in what was an otherwise yin and yang arrangement. Men have become under-motivated by looking at a world in which they're not even needed. And all under my watch. Because none of it that exists now was a reality that I even envisioned possible given how different my world was compared to now. But here we are. So again, it's my fault. I let you down. I didn't know that I had to cultivate the opportunities that I thought the generation behind me had fought to establish. Okay, maybe they did. But what my generation didn't do was take the reins to maintain the establishments therein. Now, that's the simplified view. The complex view is the strings against which we all swim. The strings was incorrect there. The currents of headwind that we all tricycle against, they are potentially universal. I don't know. But they are always in in action. Everything that we establish as a greater humanity good, it's just as hard to maintain its purpose and forward destiny through the actions and good caretaking of those who come to realize its value. That's the 99% of the mission once the actual mission starts by the change. And what's great about the generation that's right behind me is it's all about to fall on you. (laughs) Which may sound like a shitstorm, and I can see that from your perspective. But the, the idea that your time is the time that carves out the next 
chapter of greatness that humanity becomes means the foundational stones are yours to lay. And having gone through this individually over the last decade, I can't describe to you how much you can connect to the reality that is here by knowing that you created the situation per the values and and internal drive you were born with. I'm here now as the 10-year-old I always was. But the 35 years that turned me into a monster in my own hyperbolic estimation, it doesn't necessarily offset all that to be where I am now, but I don't get to where I am now without all that. So having, having sometimes even given up on myself wasn't enough to stop ultimately where I was going. So there's no reason for you to think it's your fault because it's not. And there's no reason for you to remotely doubt yourself because what you have going for you has been hidden from you potentially by the sort of forces that are universally villainous. Whatever it actually turns out to be, even if it's just as simple as you happen to be unlucky enough to be born at an age when we all spend too much time looking down at our fucking phones. Whatever it is, your true destiny is still here. This isn't it. But it's about to happen. So don't miss it. Don't be looking down at your phone. And for whatever reason, don't be listening to this podcast. Now you know why.